0: our anniversary, 12 years. Can you believe that? 12 years. But our history actually goes back farther than that, or at least our relative history goes back farther than that. And we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Before we do, though, I would love for us to read our scripture. It's from the 14th chapter of Matthew. And Pam and I were talking this morning. This is just one of our favorite stories uh, in the Bible. It says that Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and go ahead to the other side of the lake while He dismissed the crowds. When He sent them away, He went up onto a mountain by Himself to pray. Evening came and He was alone. Meanwhile, the boat, fighting a strong headwind, was being battered by the waves and was already far away from land. Very early in the morning, He came to His disciples walking on the lake. History tells us that that was probably about three o'clock in the morning or something like that. Imagine (laughs) three o'clock in the morning. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake at three o'clock in the morning, they were terrified. I would say they were justifiably terrified and said, it's a ghost. They were so frightened they screamed. Just then Jesus spoke to them, Be encouraged, it's me, don't be afraid. Peter replied, Lord, if it's you, order me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, Come. Then Peter got out of the boat and was walking on the water toward Jesus. But when Peter saw the strong wind, he became frightened. As he began to sink, he shouted, Lord, rescue me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and grabbed him, saying, You man of weak faith. Why did you begin to have doubts? When they got into the boat, the wind settled down. I think Jesus and I would have differing thoughts on whether or not Peter was a weak man or not a man of faith. Good Lord, he got out of the boat. (laughs) That doesn't sound very weak to me. (laughs) So... 1891 in the United States. Benjamin Harrison is president. The Wrigley Company is founded and it would become the largest manufacturer and marketer of chewing gum in the whole world. The music hall, which would eventually be known as Carnegie Hall, had its first public performance. And Brenda, you'll be interested to know that Tchaikovsky was the guest conductor that day. The very first escalator was installed at the Old Iron Pier at Coney Island in New York City. Also in 1891, in October of that year, to be a little more specific, the Reverend B. Gunner arrived in Lexington, all the way from Boston, to join others in establishing the First Congregational Church of Lexington. Reverend Gunner was part of the American Missionary Association that was based in Boston. There were a lot of recently released, uh, recently freed slaves who were coming to Lexington, and he knew that it would be important for them and their children to get a good education. So he came to help start a church that would work to that end. Their first meetings took place in a hall downtown on Short Street, and over the years, the church would move around to other properties around downtown Lexington. The church and the congregation would join with other organizations that had also been established to help former slaves in Lexington. One written history tells that, quote, together they would open schools for Negro children and help their parents and families find good work. End quote. After several name changes over the years, the First Congregational Church of Lexington would eventually become Emmanuel United Church of Christ. Emmanuel UCC had times of incredible growth and success and it had its own share of struggles It came close to shuddering several times over the course of its life, only to be reinvigorated and renewed by the energy of new and motivated leadership. In 1969, Reverend Michael Curry was pastor of Emmanuel. Before there was a parking lot, before there was a building, he and his people, the people of his congregation, stood right here on this property where we are now, and they envisioned a place to gather, sing, pray, serve, and worship. There may not have been anything else, but for Reverend Curry and the people of Emmanuel, on this property, there was a hope and there was a vision. Right here, with nothing more than trees and weeds and overgrown ground, Reverend Curry expressed that vision to the people of Lexington. He told them, quote, I foresee a truly integrated church composed of persons from all ethnic groups doing a new thing. I don't know if he quite envisioned (laughs) what it turned into, but the man was clearly a prophet. It would be about two years later before that vision would begin to become a reality. But finally, in June of 1971, construction got underway. And in March of the following year, a brand new building was dedicated. We're sitting in that building right now. Two years after that, the new education wing was built. And for several years, what is now our fellowship hall and community space was the Little People Daycare Center. It provided childcare for single parents and others who needed help in that kind of way. But over time, things began to decline for Emmanuel. Attendance dropped off, finances couldn't keep up, and finally, in the early 2010s, the UCC denomination was forced to lock the church's doors. At the same time Emmanuel was struggling, a new work was beginning across town. Reverend Marcia Moores Charles was pioneering a new congregation that was meeting in the chapel at the Lexington Theological Seminary. How many folks here today attended services at the seminary? Wow, yeah, several of us. With its first service on January 9th, 2011, Bluegrass United Church of Christ began the journey of finding its feet and growing into a forward-thinking, dynamic, and diverse congregation. In 2013, the church got word that the seminary property had been sold and they would have to find another place to hold services. Some of us remember very well the first time we were told about the property here on Don Anna Drive. None of us even knew where Don Anna Drive was. (laughs) But the folks at UCC headquarters wanted us to take a look and give serious thought to making the property our new church home. Friends, it is so hard to describe what we found when we arrived. The property was overgrown. As a matter of fact, overgrown isn't even sufficient. It was overtaken. It was out of control. It would take days, weeks of massive amounts of hard, hard work and plenty of hard-earned funds to make it even halfway presentable. The inside had also been abandoned. Ruptured plumbing, rotting timbers, broken pretty much everything. And seeing where we are now, if you hadn't seen it then, you really just couldn't believe it couldn't believe it. <laughs> but even with the building and the property being in the dire shape that it was in, Marsha and the people of BUCC decided that 500 Don and Drive would be our new home. But the move would require a thoughtful approach because even though the doors had been locked for some time, we knew that we were moving into someone else's home. UCC leadership asked Marcia to meet with what was left of the Emmanuel congregation. And friends, that meeting did not go well. There were two, there were several reasons, really, I guess, but there were two main reasons. One was that Emmanuel had strong ties and a very rich history with Lexington's black church community. Marcia wasn't black. And even though the United Church of Christ as a denomination was well known for its strong support of the LGBTQ plus community, the churches that make up the organization are in fact autonomous and not required to agree with that thinking. And Emmanuel did not agree. And Marcia was a lesbian. As a matter of fact, <laughs> Not all, but a good number of the folks who made up the B-U-C-C congregation identified as LGBTQ or other. Some of Emmanuel's folks simply said, no, thank you. They wouldn't stand in the way of our church taking up residence here, but they would not support it and they wouldn't attend. Although not everyone who belonged to Emmanuel supported amalgamating our two congregations, some did. Miss Hattie and Miss Elnora became two of the most encouraging and supportive members of this church. Two of the best we've ever had. They, along with our original church mom, Mama Jean, became our church matriarchs. And wow, how we miss them! Gosh, we miss them. But after months of incredibly hard work to get the place and the property ready, on December 1st, 2013, the first Sunday of Advent, Emmanuel United Church of Christ and Bluegrass United Church of Christ became one. One church traced its roots all the way back to 1891. The other was an infant in comparison. But baby or not... We are thrilled this week to celebrate 12 wonderful years of loving God's way. Since our beginning in 2011, we've helped build Habitat houses. We've packed and delivered thousands of meals to school children. We've marched for women's rights and LGBTQ plus rights, the rights of immigrants and refugees and others who've been marginalized and mistreated. We've sponsored community events around downtown. We've joined ourselves in solidarity with leaders and members of other faith traditions and religions. We've led and been involved with public prayer vigils. We've provided warm clothes and blankets for the unhomed, and furniture and household items for foreign refugees and resources for struggling families. For 12 years, we've been loving God's way by opening our doors to the rejected, the injured, the traumatized, the scared, the angry, the questioning. We've listened to their heartaches, we've hugged them through their trauma, and we've given them room and time to heal. For 12 years, we've offered ourselves as a place where everyone can come just as they are, find what they need, and let God's love do its work. If we're honest, over these last 12 years, there have been times that we've been kind of (laughs) scared. Sometimes, not just a little bit. (laughs) We'd get nervous, the wind would blow, the boat would rock, and we would wonder if we were about to go under. We'd hunker down, pray, search for something or some words that would reassure and inspire us. And while we were listening... We'd hear him. Be encouraged. He says, It's me. Don't be afraid. Back in the early 1930s, a man named Thomas Dorsey was suffering inconsolable grief. He'd just lost his wife and infant son, and the sense of loss that he felt was immeasurable. In his grief, he penned the words of a song that were as much a plea and a prayer as anything else. When my way grows drear, precious Lord, linger near. When my light is almost gone, hear my cry, hear my call, hold my hand lest I fall. Take my hand, precious Lord lead me home." It was a song of desperation. A friend of Dorsey's passed the song along to a friend, a pastor in Atlanta, Georgia. Martin Luther King, Sr. was pastor at Ebenezer Baptist Church. He fell in love with the song and immediately it became one of his favorites. His son fell in love with it too. At his rallies and demonstrations across the country, Martin Luther King Jr. would invite gospel music queen and legend Mahalia Jackson to sing it in hopes that it would inspire the activists in their fight for what was right. MLK himself found something empowering in that song. When the darkness appears and the night draws near, AND THE DAY IS ALMOST GONE. AT THE RIVER I STAND, GUIDE MY FEET, HOLD MY HAND, TAKE MY HAND, PRECIOUS LORD, LEAD ME HOME. FOR MARTIN LUTHER KING AND ALL OF US, REALLY, THE SONG HEARKENS BACK TO THAT EARLY, EARLY MORNING. With Jesus' frightened followers in a storm-tossed boat, the elements, the darkness, their surroundings brought them fear. But then he extended his hand. Take my hand, precious Lord, lead me home. On the evening of April 4th, 1968, King and several others were standing out on the balcony of their hotel in Memphis, Tennessee. Jazz musician Ben Branch was one of those people. As they discussed the event that they were about to attend that evening, Dr. King looked at Ben and he said, Ben, make sure you play Take My Hand Precious Lord in the meeting tonight and play it real pretty. Those were Martin Luther King Jr.'s last words. Dr. King wanted in 1968 what the disciples wanted on that lake in the ancient times. He wanted what the founders of Emmanuel United Church of Christ wanted first in 1891 and again in 1969. We wanted it at the beginning of 2011 and 12 years later it's still what we want. We want to hear him say it when we're unsure and uncertain about things, when the clouds are stirring and the doubt is mounting, we want to read it from the pages again and again, and we want to hear it from His lips. Be encouraged. Don't be afraid. Take my hand. Thanks for joining us for the Bluegrass United Church of Christ podcast. We'd love to have you join us for a service sometime We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at 500 Don Anna Drive in Lexington, Kentucky. You can find us online at bluegrasschurch.org.